0: It was a huge victory and a huge night for TJ Haas. Haas not only led the team in scoring with 23, but he hit the go ahead slash game winning dagger three with 16 seconds remaining, and if that wasn't enough, he and his wife went immediately to the hospital afterward to have their first child. Needless to say, it will always be a night that the Haas family will never forget, and it's a win that Cougar fans will never forget as well because it's a massive resume booster in regards to the postseason. The win moves BYU to 17-7 and overall and into a tie with St. Mary's for second place in the West Coast Conference at 6-3, and in terms of the postseason, Everybody that puts out a bracket right now, BYU is in all of them. Everyone looks at BYU still as a NCAA tournament team. And if things continue to go the way they are going for BYU and the wins continue to come as we expect, BYU is looking very, very good for a single-digit seed in the NCAA tournament. But you can't worry about that right now. It's all about... The task at hand, and tonight, it is all about Portland. They sit at nine and fifteen, one and eight in the West Coast. They've already lost to the Cougars the, earlier uh, last month. They lost by 26 points. BYU dominated the Pilots in Provo. The Pilots are struggling. They've lost their last seven in a row, which ironically started with that loss in Provo. Cigar oriented team led by JoJo Walker and Isaiah White. They shoot the three-ball well, hitting 35% from beyond the arc. Certainly, this is a game where BYU should have the advantage across the board. Now... From an injury perspective, we do have some news on Jake Toulson. If you will remember, he suffered an ankle injury in the win over St. Mary's. At the time, it did not look good at all. He was not putting any weight on the ankle, was taken off the court, but within a few minutes was running back out, was able to finish the game uh, and actually be productive. It was uh, quite a moment, uh, quite an exciting moment in the arena and to uh, to observe uh, he is officially listed as a game-time decision. You will hear more about Jake Toulson and his situation when uh, Greg Rubell sits down with the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Mark Pope, and you will hear that interview in about 25 minutes. So more on Jake Toulson coming up in about 25 minutes with Greg Greg Rubel, and Mark Durant. Also, Gavin Baxter was cleared to return to practice this week after his shoulder surgery. There's been no word on if or when he will play this season, but certainly good news for Gavin that he's back at practice and able to participate after having the shoulder surgery. This season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Time for tonight's pregame player interview and tonight talking with senior guard Evan Troy. Evan's minutes have been limited, but he's seen action in more games this season than in any other season prior to. And I asked the Washington native, after last week's intense practices, how have this week's preparations gone?
1: I mean, so far we've only had two, but I can say they're the exact same way, very intense. Treating like every game is a, is a tournament game. It's going to get us to the places that we want to go, so intense, yeah.
0: I think the last week, week and a half, is probably like sports in a nutshell because after the San Francisco loss, it kind of felt like the sky was falling and everybody was was panicked a little bit from fans, everything. A week later, you had a a massive win over Pepperdine, you have a home win over St. Mary's, and now everything's great. Is that just sports? How do you handle that, the ups and downs of of how things like that go?
1: I mean, yeah, it's definitely the ups and downs, but you also got to see the bigger picture of the season, you know. So we have one goal in mind, that's to get to the tournament and make some noise there. So whether we win or we lose, it's in the past. We've got to move on to the next game and try our best to win that game and give us the best chance to compete in the postseason. You seem
0: to be able to be one of those guys that can – take a a win, an exhilarating win, or a a loss that hurts, and get rid of it. Is that a fair assessment that that you're not going to hold on to either one too long?
1: Yeah, I mean, you definitely have to – you mull over the losses more than the wins for sure, but um, something I learned when coming to college is like these next games come so quick that it's like you can't just – feel bad for yourself you know you got to bounce back you got to learn from it and, and learn from your mistakes and then not make them again the next game so there's those losses that you feel terrible about but um in the end it's just all about improving so
0: where do you feel this team has improved the most from the beginning of the year to now
1: That's a good question. Um, I mean, obviously, it was a struggle without Yoli, so Yoli in itself is a big improvement. But um, I think just our mindsets coming into each game, you know, at the beginning, we were facing some really hard teams, so it was easy to be locked in for, for, you know, 40 minutes of that game. But now that conference time, you know, it's not, you're not going to play Houston every night and stuff like that. Um, Being locked in for 40 minutes, I think we're we're doing a really good job of that.
0: How about your season personally? You've played in, I think it's 18 games so far this year, and and you're one of those guys that... You have to be ready when your name is called. How has this season gone for you on a personal level?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, it's exactly what, I, what I'd hope for, you know, when coming here. And um, I, I I feel like i played well when I have. And uh, I'm just glad I got the opportunity. It's just about, you know, staying in the moment, sure you're, making sure you're ready um, each and every game, regardless of what happens. Um, some games I might play zero minutes. Some games I might play, you know, eight, eight or more. So it's about staying ready and, and giving our team the best look that, that we can to win. So...
0: Beyond all of the physical things that go into preparation, especially for a role like that, is it mostly mental? Staying mentally ready?
1: Yeah, I mean, physically, it's going to take care of itself. You know, we're working out with Coach Shork and, and all the assistant coaches and stuff and getting our running in and making sure we're still in good shape, even if we don't play and stuff like that. But mentally, uh, it can be a little bit different, you know, just because coming into it, you don't know what's going to happen in that game. So making sure that you're ready mentally to come into the game and compete at the highest level is, is key as well.
0: Not only do you guys get the exhilaration of beating St. Mary's, but then TJ and his wife, they had their baby and the, and the whole team was there and, and saw, saw little Tyson – how was that as a teammate? You've been around TJ your your entire time here. What was that like to be able to share that moment with him?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm really good friends with TJ. So it was like, I don't know, it's, it's a different feeling than like a win or a loss. You know, it's just like something in life that can't be explained. You know, the birth of your first kid, like I'm just so proud of him. I'm proud for his family, happy for Lauren as well. But when Coach was like, you know, we're going to take all the guys. We're going to go right after practice. Everybody hop in the shower so you're not sweaty. We're going to go right up there and just surprise him. I was like... Might not be the best idea, but it was like that office scene where where Michael brings the whole office in and, and you know, surprises Meredith. But I think T.J. handled it tried. You know, we all got to see the baby for the first time, and it was, it was just a life-changing moment for sure. Are you good with babies? Do you like to hold babies? Do babies like you? Um... I'm a little bit scared of babies, just like they're so fragile. It's like handling like glass all the time. I'm just scared something's going to happen. It's going to start squirming or something. I don't know what I'm going to
0: do with it, but hopefully when that time comes in my life, I'll be able to get over that fear a little bit. Let's talk about Portland. This is a team that you guys have already faced. You're now into that part of the season where you're going to start to see these teams for the second time in conference play. What are your overall thoughts on, on a team that you beat pretty handily in Provo? Now you've got to go up to the Child Center.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's not an easy place to win. Um, you know, they only have one one win, you know, this is so far this season, but it was to a good San Francisco team up there. They're a dangerous team. They can shoot the lights out. They're really good in transition and stuff like that. And when the child center gets popping, you know, like I, I grew up around there. I know that, you know, it, it can get – Little, little loud. It might not be full, you know, to the brim, but it can get loud, and it just feels like you're by yourself out there. So, you know, one thing I urge uh, all Cougar fans: come out, um, you know,
0: Thursday night, help us, and uh, we'll see if we can get the job done. Look, Cougar fans are going to show up everywhere, but it always seems like there is a fantastic BYU crowd in Portland. Yeah, Cougar fans
1: always show out in Portland. I feel like we got to pretty good fan base out there, you know, in the Pacific Northwest. So, you
0: know, I urge them again, please come out. All right, I have been waiting the entire interview to ask this question. And I had the intention... Because Yoli was talking and doing another interview, and you weren't here yet. So I thought, this is a perfect opportunity for me to ask Yoli, your former roommate, anything about you that I could ask you that would surprise you that I would know and that I would ask you about. didn't work out, and so I I asked him, while you guys were standing together, what's something. And he said, I'm supposed to ask you about Chicken Fingers. So is there a story behind Chicken Fingers?
1: Yeah. So me and Yoli, we had some good days together at Marin, um, and... Every week I try and go to Smith's, you know, get my groceries and stuff like that. They had the best deal on chicken fingers. It was like a dollar and nine cents for like 40 chicken fingers. It was incredible. It was a great deal. Probably very bad for my health. That's why they were so low quality, but they were cheap. Poor college student. I ate them probably at least. Once every other day probably and it got me through that year for sure.
0: Are you still a chicken finger connoisseur to this day?
1: They actually rose the price on me. Or else I probably still would, but they're about like two dollars now. I don't know what happened, maybe the quality got better, but I can't I can't do it anymore. I'm
0: trying to keep my health, you know, in check. I love chicken fingers. Here's my this is how I rate a restaurant if i can go i'm a picky eater i don't know if you're a picky eater or not i'm a very picky eater if i go to a place and they at least have chicken fingers i know i'm gonna be okay because it's always the standby if i need it are you that way or are you can you pretty much eat anything uh i mean i like to
1: try everything when we went to italy i tried to try i'm not a big seafood guy but i tried to you know have all that stuff and all the fresh tomatoes and everything like that but if if a restaurant has chicken fingers you know that's always gonna be a safe bet you can't really mess that one up so i mean It's always going to be a good one. Look, An interview with
0: Chicken Fingers and basketball talk. You can't get any better than that. Thanks, Evan. All right. Thank you, Jason. Look, we are a full-service pregame show here at Cougar Pregame Live. Not only are you going to get your basketball information, which we're certainly going to give you, but let's say you're a foodie. We've got you covered as well. We're talking Chicken Fingers on the air, which now, obviously, I want Chicken Fingers may have to see if I can uh, find some uh, somewhere in the, uh, in the building here. Coming up next, we'll find out if Terry Nashif likes chicken fingers. I will not ask him that question. He will join us next. He's filling in for Mark Durant on the broadcast tonight. We'll head to the Child Center for our courtside conversation after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
2: Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU
0: Sports Network. The BYU Cougars are in Portland tonight to take on the Pilots at the Child Center. That's where we will head next. Joining us now for our courtside conversation, filling in for Mark Durant tonight, is Terry Nasher, former BYU basketball guard, former BYU basketball assistant coach. Terry, back in your old stomping grounds. How are things? Shep, it's great. It's raining here, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's raining there. We had Greg on earlier today on BYU Sports Nation, and it was a, it was the snow here in Utah was awful, and he said it basically was really bad up there. But instead of snow, it was just rain, which I guess is what you would expect in the Pacific Northwest in February.
3: Yes, in fact, I
0: believe Greg went indoor run today, which will tell you how rainy it was. Okay, very nice. Uh, I I asked Greg this question uh, earlier today as well. I want to ask you. Where does the win over St. Mary's rank in terms of the best wins of the season? It's got to be up there, uh, top one, two. Um, when
3: you get a team, not only a really good team, but the way that they won the game, it, it has to be right up there. As I, I think it's probably number one because how quality of a win and then the way that they BYU was able to do it, and uh, it, was, it was unreal to, to listen to and to kind of feel like you're a part of. Well, really it, happy for that, that team and the staff and, and Cougar
0: Nation. Yeah, it, it was not only did you have the, the outcome being favorable for BYU, but you had an exciting finish. And, you know, it was on national television and, and everybody. That's one of those games. Even, even people that I know are not huge sports fans, they, they, they've they told me, they were hey, I was watching that game. That's a really good game. I think it really boils down to best wins of the season. It's either that one or the win at Houston, and I could certainly see an argument being made for the fact that that one was done on the road, but hey, the common denominator in both is T.J. Haas came up big in both. Absolutely, and
3: you know, like you mentioned, that Houston win was huge, but league wins are so important. Um, it helps with seeding in this league. It's hard to win the league uh, because Gonzaga's in it, but League wins are so important because they're towards the end of the year and you you have to understand, what are your teams doing? Are they getting better at the end of the year? Are they coming closer together? Uh, Or are they fragmented a little bit and they're tired of each other and they're sick of the same guy shooting and and these things? So a win that way late in the year is so important and it was great for BYU.
0: Are there tangible benefits that you can see that a team gains in a win like that? I think... I think
3: you know how to win. We talk about it all the time as coaches or when I was coaching is, does the team know how to win? Do they know what it feels like? Do they know how to get stops when you need to, to make the extra play, to make the big shot? And when you get a win like that, it it means so much for the group because they can do it again. And questions don't creep in or doubts because, again, they've done it before. They know how to win,
0: and you can gain a lot from that. I really think that this team this year, because they've they've been able to win. And you, you and I may have had this conversation before. The fact that they've been able to win games in different ways, I, I think that that just gives them so much more confidence to know that, regardless of the situation that they have that they're in in the middle of a game, it gives them confidence to know that, yeah, we we we've we've been here, we've done that. And I just think that's invaluable for a team. Mental toughness is so
3: important. They've been in close games. They've lost. And so what's going to be in your mind at that point in the next game? Are you going to trust your teammates? Are you going to trust your coaches? Are you going to go to that feeling when you won? Or are you going to say, listen, I just want to get to the showers. I just want this to be over with. And you could see in this team the other night they were not going to lose. And TJ came off that thing, and he was going to make that shot. And it was
0: great to see. I don't think you can ever – Fully get away from it just because of the way that social media is. But how aware are players and coaches of the daily, weekly bracket news that's out there, especially getting amplified this time of year? Fully aware, 100% aware. Everywhere you go,
3: people are talking about it. They want to talk to you about basketball. And even the people that care about you, they're so invested and they're so excited and they want to see what the brackets look like and they'll tell you about it. Uh, aware of it. 100 percent aware of it care about it not as much as everybody else does because the players and coaches understand how important every single game is and how much can happen over the next uh, few weeks that determines those things and then right going right into it even if you feel like you've done everything it's up to a committee and so if you spend time worrying about it thinking about it focusing on it then it just detracts
0: from the task at
3: hand, which is the next
0: game. Yeah, and, and the only thing you can control is how well you play in your next game, which is exactly what you're what you're talking about. Talking with Terry Nashoff, our Courtside Conversation. He'll be on the broadcast tonight with Greg Rubel, filling in for Mark Durant. Uh, we had a little bit of an update in terms of Jake Toulson, uh, and you will hear this entire conversation coming up in about 15 minutes uh, between Greg Rubel and head coach Mark Pope. Uh, But it looks like Jake Toulson is officially listed as a game-time decision. We do know he is dressed. Greg tweeted out a shot of him uh, in uniform and warming up on the the Child Center floor. I guess if for some reason Jake cannot go tonight, who do you think is in line to maybe step up or, or have the most opportunities to step up?
3: Well, BYU's been doing this all year. It's been next man up. I will tell you the Jake's out here making shots like he always does. Uh, he plays at his pace, and he, he's not. he doesn't allow anyone to speed him up, even though that's the game plan to try to speed him up. And uh, if he plays, he'll be great, like he always is. If not, it will be next man up, and it could be any number of guys. It could be some of the stars that will play a little bit better or shoot a little bit more, or some of the guys that are filling in. But BYU has done such a great job of picking each other up, and part of that is because they really – it looks to me on the outside like they really don't care who scores, who wins the game for them, who makes the shots, and when that happens, it's easier to step up and fill in.
0: The Portland Pilots are a team that uh, they're struggling. They're one and eight in conference play. They, they their one win actually came against San Francisco, which, as we know, is a pretty good team. But they've lost seven in a row. The seven-game losing streak started with the loss at BYU. The Cougars won that one handily. What are your thoughts on this on this Portland team and the task at hand tonight? I
3: think everybody knows how talented they are if they're beating San Francisco. And I remember they were up on Gonzaga and hanging with them. And I-, I checked the score a couple times, making sure it was correct. So really talented, good coaching staff. And we talked about it on the other side of it uh, earlier in this interview when we talked about how what it feels like to win and when you have a team that's lost a few in a row it's important to jump on them early so that they can you can remind them what their job is and their job is to do the same thing they've done the last seven times and that's lose but if you give them hope you put a bunch of BYU fans in here you get them excited then they start making shots that's when they start believing so it's really
0: important to get off to a good start this goes to the the mental approach that we've been talking a lot about you have a a big win over saint mary's and it was a down to the wire game i mean just just massive now you're facing a one and eight team in conference that you've already beaten by 26 How, how do you go from one extreme to the other as a player and a coach this is a veteran team
3: with a great coaching staff that has their attention When there's questions on if one of your stars is going to play, that gains more attention from players. And they've been watching a bunch of film, and film can be put together to show Portland is a team that never misses. I mean, you you watch three, four days of film and the team never misses. It gets your attention, and I'm sure the coaches have found a way because they have all year of getting these guys focused on the task at hand
0: ken garf honda nissan and volkswagen and orm proudly present keys to the game terry what are your keys to tonight's game we talked about getting off to a great start and all the reasons it's
3: important that's number one number two is to guard the three-point line it's the equalizer in the college game and number three as always make shots
0: terry always love talking to you we'll hear you with greg coming up in a few minutes thanks my friend Shep, thanks. I just want to let you
3: know you can mess up chicken fingers. You can? Really? Absolutely you can. They You're can talking- be dry and okay. they can be stale, and not enough ketchup or barbecue sauce is going to fix it. So you can mess
0: them up. But, hey, they're always a good go-to, right? Absolutely. They are safe. That's what I'm saying. That's my man right there, Terry Nash. Thanks, Terry. Thanks, Shep. I knew I liked him. A big chicken uh, fingers fan. You can't go wrong with chicken fingers. Even though Terry said that sometimes they can be a little dry, I'll still, I'll still take it over eating something that's uh, a little questionable for me. After a quick timeout, we will not talk about chicken fingers. We'll check out some other scores in college basketball. A couple of other local teams playing right now. Plus, a big. we talked about a, a big game between BYU and St. Mary's. There's a big match going on right now at the Smith Fieldhouse between BYU and UCLA. We'll update you on what's going on over at the Fieldhouse coming up next, as well as Cougar Pregame Live continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
2: Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard.
0: BYU at Portland coming your way in about 35 minutes. We'll get you back up to the Childs Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Bell and Mark Pope. You'll hear more on the status of Jake Toulson coming up in just a few minutes. Let's update you on top 25 college basketball scores. 944 to go in the second half. Number 24, Colorado with a five-point lead. Over the Bears of Cal, 45-40 is the score. Again, just under 10 minutes to go. Under 10 minutes to go in the first half in Tucson. Number 23, Arizona leading USC by a score of 22-14. Coming up later on tonight uh, in uh, top 25 action, it is uh, number 2, Gonzaga uh, hosting LMU. That is at uh, 9 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, and uh, number twenty-five, Houston is hosting Tulane. It is nineteen-seven in favor of the Cougars with eight fifty-one to go in the first half. Uh, locally, it is Sacramento State and Weber State all tied up at eleven apiece in the first half in Ogden. And in Cedar City tonight, it is Southern Utah hosting Northern Colorado. The Bears leading the T-Birds with ten and a half minutes to go in the first half, sixteen to eleven. Uh, the Number two ranked BYU men's volleyball, hosting number seven UCLA at the Smith Fieldhouse. They are in the first set in Provo. And as you expect, this is always a good match between these two. It is all knotted up at twenty-one apiece in set number one. We will follow that throughout the evening. Uh, and real quick, by the way, BYU softball began their season today in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Doubleheader. The Cougars swept it, beating George Washington one-nothing in game one, beating Nevada in game number two. By final score of six to one. All right, coming up next, up to the Child Center for the Cougar Pre-Game coaches show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU basketball on the new skin BYU Sports Network.
2: It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pre-Game Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pre-Game Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, Mountain America's cash bonus on balance transfers. Now, let's head back to the Mobetta's courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Grubel.
4: Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Childs Center in Portland, Oregon. As tonight, though, once again, possibly, potentially, maybe, shorthanded BYU Cougars play for a third win in a row as they visit the slumping Portland Pilots. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Grubel, joined by former BYU point guard and longtime assistant coach, Terry Nashif. And the good news is Jake Toulson played 36 minutes on an injured ankle Saturday night to keep the uh, Cougars' hopes of beating St. Mary's alive, and that they did. The bad news is, well, he played 36 minutes on that injured ankle, and he's been kind of paying for it all week. So he's a game-time decision tonight at Portland. He went through warm-ups and they're going to decide literally in the next few moments whether or not he's going to give it a go tonight. If he can go, he will. But if he can't go, well, the Cougars have already shown remarkable resiliency this season. They've played the entire season to this point without Gavin Baxter. They've played more games without Yoli Childs than with him. So, Terry, this group can grind.
3: They've been remarkable all season. Luckily, it's only been one player at a time, it seems, and Mm. tonight it would be that case again. BYU has ways of having people step up and getting better and better, next man up, and they've been tremendous all year.
4: We come back in my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Portland on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
2: You're tuned to the Cougar pregame coaches show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel.
4: Welcome back to the Trial Center in Portland, Oregon, for 17 and 7 BYU, six and three in the WCC, visiting the nine and 15 Portland Pilots. The Pilots one eight in West Coast Conference play. The Cougs come in on a three-game win streak. The Pilots have lost, rather, they've come in on a two-game win streak, hoping to make it three. The Pilots have lost seven straight. The losing streak started with a loss at BYU last month. Time now for our pregame interview with BYU head coach Mark Pope. Brought to you by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. And after today's BYU game day shoot-around, I asked Coach Pope about the uh, mounting intensity that comes with uh, being a team in the mix for an NCAA tournament berth as we head down the stretch.
5: No, we're in it. We're in the second half of conference season, and, and, um, you know, we know how challenging this team is and how dangerous they are, and we know how hard it is to play on this court, and we know who they've beat here already this season and who they played really tough. And so um, this is really important. Like every game, every game is going to have a heightened intensity uh, till, till we get through the end of the season. And, and if we do this right, uh, we will have committed ourselves so desperately, every ounce of our heart and soul to us, that we will have nothing left. And uh, our guys are well on our way to doing that right now, and, and we'll continue doing it.
4: Energy gets expended, yet energy also seems to be gaining and gathering.
5: Yeah, it's... um. You know, I think I think uh, sometimes um, the the energy that you have is uh, replaced by resolve. Um, there's some kind of real movement in there as you get through a season where um, you might not have all that innocent, happy energy that you did early on in the season because it's been spent. There's an emotional toll, but but what happens is your level of resolve becomes uh, so so full and steep and determined that that's actually what carries you down the final stretch and and hopefully we're there. We have huge challenges ahead of us and hopefully our resolve is growing into something really special.
4: Every coach would love to feel that he has a unified group heading down the stretch and I think you've got that right now.
5: Yeah we do Uh, you know and, and these guys have taken to heart this idea this this figurative battle of having the best locker room in America and they've they made some great strides in that area, and and we'll see how that carries us through. Um, you know, we're going to have to go to that well. I guarantee you, there's going to be moments down the stretch where we have to go to that well, where, where we have to count on our locker room getting us through adversity and and hard times, and and uh, so so we'll, we'll be able to do it.
4: Portland dealing with some hard times right now. They've lost seven in a row. Uh, when they came and played to you the first time. They had just played Gonzaga tough. They had just beaten USF. So you've seen some potential there.
5: Yeah, and, and like I said, they're good at home. Uh, they're really, really dangerous. Um, you know, you catch them on a night where they happen to feel it and they're really making shots. They're really, really hard to guard. Um, and so they're going to have a game or two here in the last seven games where they they play their very best. And when they're their, their, when they're their best, they are a problem. And so... Um, you know We're going to have to come in tonight incredibly focused and, and really take, handle business on the defensive end and be sure and strong with the ball on the offensive end and compete harder than we have ever competed before. And I know I say that every single game, but, but teams that do that are teams that actually win big. And teams that don't do that are teams that kind of keep stubbing their toe. And, and so that urgency and desperation, hopefully, it's, it's uh, you know, been on our team's feeling and, and that's how we'll
4: operate tonight. Portland's lineup a little different than the last time you saw them.
5: Yeah, so, um, you know, they're... Uh... You know, I don't. I actually don't know yet. I haven't seen if if Malcolm Porter is going to start or play tonight. He got hurt two games ago and and had you know was in street clothes last weekend. And so um, he, he obviously had a great show in our place at 16 and really hurt us kind of in the mid range game off the bounce. Um, but they have Ferrenson back and he you know he he was playing really really well leading up to our game. We were surprised he didn't play, but he can really shoot the ball and he gets the ball out of his hands really quick. He's had games where he's shooting 10 plus three. He's a game, and so he's incredibly dangerous in a game like this
4: tonight. Okay. The question for BYU after last weekend was, what could Jake Toulson give you this weekend and tonight? What's his status?
5: Well, I, I, I'm not sure. You know, he, he, he uh, di- hasn't done any live practice at all. Yesterday, he got on the bike a little bit and jogged, and then he went through shoot around today, which is, you know, no contact and, and, and half speed. And so, it'll be a game time decision. Uh, we'll kind of figure that out as we go. Um, but, but you know, I know if he can, he'll give us what he can tonight.
4: He's trying to tough it out, you can tell.
5: Yeah, I mean, he wants to play. Like, he you know, I mean, you don't have to watch Jake for more than two seconds to know how, how badly he wants to, to play and, and how much this season means to him. And um, so he'll, he'll be on this court if he can, and, and uh, we'll, we'll gladly take him.
4: All right, here's to getting a big one tonight, Coach. Good luck, and we'll talk to you postgame. Thanks, Greg. That is Coach Mark Pope and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. Coming up next, it is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from the University of Portland and the Child Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
2: It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried & Jensen. Siegfried & Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Also brought to you by Utah Honda Dealers. Now let's head live to the Mobetta's courtside seats and join Terry Nashif alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
4: Good evening once again, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome back inside the Child Center in Portland, Oregon, where tonight BYU plays for a ninth straight win over the Pilots. Portland struggling more than any other WCC team. The Pilots have lost 32 of their last 33 games against conference opponents. And this just in, the starting lineup for BYU has been handed in, and it features Jake Toulson back in the starting five never missed a game and the way it turns out didn't miss any time he played 36 on the injured ankle saturday and we'll start tonight we'll see how long he goes against the pilots
3: it's a great sign and a tough kid and a great medical and strength and conditioning staff to get him ready
4: this is the byu store cougar tip-off show brought to you by the byu store official outfitter of byu fans everywhere greg rubel and former byu player and coach terry nashiff with you from courtside terry joining me in place of Mark Durant tonight, our statistician, is BYU Basketball Media Relations Director, Kyle Chilton. Jason Shepard is our studio host. Our control board operator is Jack Bagley, coordinating producer, Terry South. Our BYU Radio engineer, Barry Squires. And our interns tonight are Connor Aist and Max Clark at BYU Radio. You are listening live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU coming into tonight's game on a two-game run. The Kooks have followed a heartbreaking loss at San Francisco with back-to-back home wins over Pepperdine and St. Mary's. And the Saturday win over the Gales was uh, one of the most memorable in the Marriott Center. Uh, A win sealed by a T.J. Haas three-pointer and a game-ending Zach Selyus blocked shot. Terry, BYU's endured some gut-punch setbacks this season. But what happened Saturday took some of that pain away. And and how great that uh, BYU seniors played such a key role in the win. No one more prominent than T.J. Haas, who became a first-time father the day after his game winner
3: i love sports it's another example of it t.j haas coming off that ball screen they went under and he just buried that three and the reason that it becomes so important is because what zach did on the other end and the game is over but sports are amazing from heartbreak to elation and then another chance tonight for another game
4: well, it is BYU and Portland the next game. It's a two-game weekend for BYU. Cougs Home to San Francisco on Saturday. Portland tonight. Coming up after the break, the Portland perspective with Pilots assistant coach, Tyler Geving, as the BYU Store Cougar tip-off show continues live from the Child Center in Portland, Oregon, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
2: This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Brent Rubell.
4: Welcome back inside the Child Center in Portland for the Pilots and the Cougars. BYU tied for second place in the West Coast Conference. Pilots are in the conference cellar tied with San Diego. The conference tournament is only a four weeks away now. As much as BYU's dealt with injury woes this season, they're almost nothing compared to what is going on with Portland. Not a single player has started every game for the Pilots in Portland's had to go with eight different starting lineups due to nonstop health hurdles. short time ago, I spoke with Portland assistant coach and former Portland State head coach Tyler Gebbing for an update on the pilot's ever-changing lineup situation and to get a read on his team's matchup with the Cougars here tonight.
6: You know, I can't remember the last game where we've had everybody available. So, uh, you know, nothing major. It's just, it seems like, you know, just little injuries here and there. But um, it's hard to get a flow, hard to get a good rhythm when you're missing a guy and uh, in your in your rotation a game here and there so it's really affected us a little bit at times
4: and um, we're, we're probably about a week away from having everyone back when you guys came to Provo you had just come off the win over USF you had played Gonzaga tough and you were a bit of a different team at that time we had a different lineup for example
6: yeah you know I thought we were playing with a lot of confidence uh, going into that game obviously getting off to a, a bad start in that game but we also did a great job of kind of creeping back into it and Got it to about seven points with 10 or 11 minutes to go. But, yeah, ever since then, we've, we've just kind of played very average. We, we haven't really played up to our potential. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's you don't mind losing. It's it's how you play. And uh, I just don't think we've played extremely well lately. So win or lose tonight, we, obviously we just want to go out and play well.
4: Uh, Malcolm Porter likely not going to be available uh, for you tonight. And so who are you turning to right now? Uh, and can it be a guy that really wasn't with you before in, in Isaiah White?
6: Yeah, Isaiah, and he, you know, had a great preseason, uh, kind of has dropped off a little bit in league play last couple games. He's been in double figures. So, you know, we've asked him to be a little bit more aggressive uh, as far as getting to the free throw line and going to the basket a little bit more. Uh, so he's been doing that. So, yeah, I mean, he's a guy that, that did it for us early on and helped us win early on. So, uh, you know, he's a big part of it. And JoJo Walker, we need JoJo to step up and be a little bit more consistent from the three-point line and hit some shots. and. Um, you know, they're two good players, but we, we need them to be a little bit more consistent.
4: Uh, Jacob Tryon is an inter- interesting player to me because as, as tall as he is, he's not a typical post player. He does a lot of things outside of the painted area.
6: Yeah, and I think he almost had a triple-double against yeah. you guys <laughs> last really game. Not. He played extremely well, but, you know, he's a great passer, got a good feel for the game. You know, at his size, can step out and shoot the three. Um, you know, you give up a little bit on rebounding, you know, with his uh, light frame, but <laughs> Yeah, overall, Jacob's been a, been a good surprise for us this year, and once again, a guy that's a junior that, you know, he, he needs those reps. So as we build towards next season, uh, you know, he'll be a senior veteran.
4: Yeah, 12, six and eight in the game in Provo. So BYU now, uh, again, not so sure about Jake Toulson tonight, but uh, Yoli Childs is back, and, and he's a handful for most teams.
6: Yeah, he is. Uh, you know, you start looking at them, and you go, oh, hey, we're gonna double them, and then you watch it on film and. You know, he just seems to find a way to pass it or break the double team and go score it. So, yeah, I mean, you, you can make an argument. He might be the best player in the league, you know, uh, for, for what he does on the offensive end. He's, he's a phenomenal player. And, uh, yeah, I kind of wish he wasn't playing. But, you know, it's great to see him back out there. I know he's gone through a lot. So great to have him back out there for all the BYU fans.
4: How much attention does T.J. Haas get in the scout, and did you see the way that St. Mary's game ended? Yeah,
6: well, you know, that that's a big shot, and I think, you know, you, you want those guys. I always think of last year at San Francisco losing. To, we lost at the end of the game, and Frankie Ferrari was a guy that – made big shots you know haas is a guy that makes big shots and second time he's done it this year so yeah i I love those kind of players i love guys that want to shine when when the pressure's on and um yeah you know i mean you basically have three all-league players and him toolson and child
4: so um you know it's it's a potent bunch well always good to speak with you thanks again for the time we'll see you down in las vegas thanks so much
6: yeah you bet appreciate it
4: that is Portland assistant coach Tyler Geving. Time now for tonight's You Be the Judge trivia question, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to legallymineusa.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's tonight's trivia question TJ Haas has made at least one three point field goal in 19 consecutive games. Who holds the all time BYU record for most consecutive games with a three within a single season? The answer coming up next on the New Skin BYU Sports Network.
2: Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel.
4: BYU and Portland coming up just after the top of the hour. First up, the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge trivia question, brought to you by Legally Mine and. Yes, the BYU players just coming out of the floor, getting a louder ovation than the home team here tonight. This should be be another very blue child Center crowd. All right, uh, the question for tonight in UB The Judge was, T.J. Haas has made at least one three-point field goal in 19 consecutive games. That's pretty good. But who holds the all-time single-season BYU record for most consecutive games with a three-pointer? What do you say, Terry Nash?
3: I say the Jimmer.
4: Jimmer Fredette's the correct answer. Jimmer, in the 2010-11 season, his senior season, made a three in 28 consecutive games. That remains the BYU record for a single season. Ty's getting close. He's at 19 and counting. Our wrap-up segment of the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show is coming up next. This is BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
2: The Cougar tip-off show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside.
4: Let us pause 10 seconds right now for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
2: This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You are listening to BYU Basketball on BYU Radio.
4: All right, getting set for BYU and Portland here at the trial Center. We know that Jake Toulson will start. So he's shaken off the ankle sprain, is in the starting five for BYU tonight. We also know that uh, we also know that Gavin Baxter has been cleared to play. He's recovered from that shoulder injury and surgery and warmed up in uniform tonight. So I guess it's just a matter of the waiting game now as to when we're first going to see Gavin Baxter. We can't rule him out at any point from this time forward because he's been cleared good to go.
3: Cleared to play and cleared for takeoff. He is uh, dunking explosively in warm-ups.
4: So, Jake Toulson in and Gavin Baxter, we will soon find out when his first appearance comes. We wouldn't rule him out tonight, but we can't predict it'll happen this evening either way. And the news gets better for BYU as we go as Jake Toulson's going to play through this and anytime you add Gavin Baxter to your lineup, Terry, well, that's a huge addition.
3: Huge addition, more depth, and again, another player that really just wants to win, does whatever it takes for the team to get better and to win a game.
4: All right, a lot of BYU fans in the stands here at the Child Center. You'll be able to hear that as the night progresses and hopefully these BYU fans will have a lot to cheer as the Cougars take on the Pilots. Tip-off of BYU in Portland is coming up next. You've been listening to the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show on the new skin. BYU Sports Network.